We're losing! Teamwork, guys. More teamwork. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? Piss on old-time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, between the stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Here's Art and Caleb. It is November 21st, a Wednesday. You're back on Between the Stammers. The Canucks haven't given up. They didn't give up in the game tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. We're not giving up on this podcast either. Nope. Although, sometimes I wish we would. Hey, it's a rough one tonight, you know? Uh, The last time we did our podcast, it was nearing the end of the road trip out east. The Canucks had lost... Uh, I can't remember who they were had lost against, uh, but they were going into the game against Minnesota. Yeah, the big, bad, brutal. The worst game of the year so far, I'd say, the Minnesota game. Um, Yeah, I didn't I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the New York Rangers game that happened on that road trip as well. I'd say both those games sucked. Yeah, the Minnesota game was the last game of the, that road trip, but yeah, you're right. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. What 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 do you say about that Minnesota game? You just put in a guy like Backman who probably shouldn't be playing and I mean, Marky was overworked at that point and you kind of knew it was just going to be a disaster and it was. Uh speaking of disaster, the Canucks have lost 7 in a row. I mean, we can talk about how they came back in this game tonight. They were trailing 2-1 and then they were trailing 3-1 and then it was 3-2 and then they gave up another goal to make it 4-2. Then it was 4-3 on a late goal by Bor Horvat. And the Canucks end up losing despite a late flurry at the end there, a couple of posts. Uh, Seven-game losing streak, though. They haven't won since uh, November 8th against the uh, Boston Bruins. Well, let's address the reasons why. You want to get into it? Do we want to do, do that or do we want to start with the game we just saw? Well, I think it goes hand in hand. I mean, it was another reason, again, why they lost tonight. Their penalty kill just can't get it done. It's not good enough. You know, they gave up two power play goals again tonight, and they continue to give up power play goals every game. I think that's 13 now. I think that's what he said. I'm Mr. Statman. I think it's 13 in the last 12 games. They've and, given up 13 and, goals. Yeah, I mean, like, that's just not even remotely close. That's not going to win you anything. You know, and when your goalie's letting in four goals a game, you know, how often do you win an NHL game when you're giving up that many? And, I mean, it doesn't rest squarely on Markstrom's shoulders, but, like, Timely goals, bad rebounds. That goal tonight against Adam Henrique at a pretty pivotal point in the game where he managed to squeeze it between Markstrom's shoulder and the post. Like somehow that went in again. That's the second game in the row mm-hmm. where we've seen a goal like that come in on the short side of him. Yeah, He's a loss. big enough goalie. Like Yeah, the loss against uh, the Jets. Uh, it was Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor, yeah. yeah. Had a. A goal that was up, and yeah, he's a big goalie. You should cut down that angle, right? That's yeah. all it is. Cut down uh, the angle. Exactly. Not and, in. and you know, like, there's other things too. The Canucks aren't burying some of their chances. I mean, saw a crossbar tonight. Saw a post. Louis Erickson hit a post in the first period. By the way, that's it for him on that line. I think by now, hey, like as soon as they put Vertanen with Goldie and Pedersen, it immediately paid dividends right away. They managed to pop one in the third. Louis basically got stapled to the bench. After that shift where he hit the post, and then he proceeded to give away the puck twice in his own end yeah. that like led to grade A chance. One led to the goal, actually. Yeah, I don't I don't think he should be on that line again. I think that experiment's over. I think everybody should know what they have in a guy like Louis. And you know what? He's at the point now where basically he should sit. You know? I um once some players get back from injury, I think that's a good statement to make because he's clearly not doing enough. He's the softest guy on the wall. He didn't. He didn't play at all at the end there when they no. were pushing. And they so, well, they sat him Green's for Vertanen. Not. Vertanen yeah. was double shifting. Yeah, Green. He's double shifting with Roussel and Gaudet, and then with Cole Dobin was double shifting at yeah. the end. Hats off to I thought hats off to Travis Green for shortening his bench and was just going with the guys who were going right. But you know what? That's to make that adjustment in the third when I think he should have made that adjustment in the second. I think it was too little, too late. From a coach's perspective. Maybe. And, you know, like, I've sung Green's praises for the most part of this season, but, like, the last two games have been like that. Vertanen has been that guy who's had the energy and who's been able to double shift in the third. But, you know, like, you should know what you have in Louis by now. You should just get him out of there earlier in the game and just say, Vertanen, this is, this is the line that you're going to be playing for. Canucks, like, I don't know, man, like, 
Canucks playing the Jets. I actually thought they played pretty well. It's just the Jets are a far superior team and the Jets are healthy, whereas the Canucks aren't. And you can look at a team like the Jets and how well they play on the wall. You know, like board battles. They won almost all of their board battles against the Canucks. I thought the Canucks tonight were banging pretty hard on the wall and probably took that lesson from that last game that to try and win a lot of those uh, those battles on the wall. Louis, I think, is the worst Canuck on the wall. Mm-hmm. I think Goldobin also needs some improvement there, but at least he's contributing offensively. I think Derek Pouliot is the worst player on the wall. I think he's one of them. Clear. Yeah, I he mean, couldn't, he couldn't get the puck out of his own end tonight, like, like ever, two, ever. Two horrible turnovers that um, led to led to, the led goal, to yeah. goals. Yeah. Two, you know that one that was a pizza, the the first goal, and then the the last goal where he was skating up on the wall and then he didn't know what to do with the puck. Nick Ritchie grabbed it and then that led to a goal as well. I'd I'd put two goals squarely on Pouliot's shoulders tonight, mm-hmm. and, and then I'd put that soft one on that Henrik put on on Markstrom. You know, other than that though, like I thought Markstrom played pretty decently. It's just untimely, man. Yeah, he had that one save on like the three on the two on one that that would have iced it early if he had let that one in. Yeah, they were down three one. That would have been four one, I think, if he had let that in. Yeah, and then the Canucks were able to get another goal to get back in the game. So, uh, Markstrom wasn't at his worst tonight, but he hasn't been good enough, and no. that's part of the reason why. I mean, his goals against average is almost three and a half, and that's you know you're not going to win anything, and it's under nine hundred. Yeah. save percentage so you're not going to win anything in this league with those type of numbers and that so what do they do with their goaltending uh, Anders Nielsen looks like he's able to come back and play uh, I mean they said he had a cap on his finger I, I don't understand that well like does that d- that that he's good to play with a cap on his finger well obviously you're good enough to play if you're the backup guy on the bench yeah because if something did happen to Markstrom he would have gone in yeah but not good right? enough to start yeah the thing is is something does need to be done about the goaltending mm-hmm. Um, on the plus side, Demko first start tonight in his return, you know, and that's what I'd be looking to do right away. Is if Demko starts uh, stringing together a couple, why not, dude? This team offensively is fun to watch. Like, I know we've been pretty gloom and doom here early on in this podcast, but like, offensively they're fun to watch. It's just they're just a dog's breakfast defensively and. Which we already, goaltending has we been horrible. That. We knew that coming in. Yeah. We did know that coming in. So what more do we expect? We've had injuries. I mean, every team has injuries. Look at the Ducks tonight, right? They didn't yeah. have Cam Fowler. They didn't have Corey Perry. They, they, there's a lot of but, players. They but I mean, yeah, I mean, the so biggest thing that's thing. killing, I'm like, yeah. it's kind of a silent killer because yeah. um, it, it's noticeable, but it isn't noticeable is, is the penalty killing. The penalty killing is the thing that's killing them. Like special teams right now is killing this team. And guys like Beagle and um, Sutter like can't can't come back quick enough in order to right that ship. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there are some good things that have happened over the last little while. Like Nikolai Goldobin has been playing the best hockey of his career offensively. Yep. Anyway, agreed. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think he scored the goal tonight. I know it he did. Jake for Tan. Yeah, it went off that, his skate. But it went off his skate. Nate, I right? didn't do a shotgun Jake because yeah. it went off his skate. It was pretty clear. The NHL yeah. still hasn't changed that goal, though. They will. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty clear it was a Goldobin goal. Yeah. Uh, he's been playing. It was funny the way Petey was celebrating in front of the net. I almost thought it was Petey for a little bit. Yeah. And then that replay was pretty clear that, that it went off Goldobin's skate. Well, Pedersen just wants the puck to go in. He yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> he's a stone cold killer, that kid. Uh, another good thing that has been happening for the Canucks, I think, is um, well, like I don't know if this is a good thing. It's been by necessity, but a huge thing in Canuckland that's happened this week. Sam Gagne was recalled, the man from the dead, risen out of the ashes. Yeah. What do you think of that decision? Um, I don't mind it. I think with like what you have to do with a guy like Sam Gagne is you need to give him top six minutes. And he need to put him on the power play. You know, those are the spots he's going to take. I mean, he's, he's never been good at defense. He's yeah. never, he's not going to improve at defense, but he has been solid. He's had some jump and he's done, he's done a few things. He can win the odd draw too. Like, I mean, he was the person taking the biggest draw of the game at the end yeah. there. So that should tell you something, I guess. Exactly. Uh, he set up the first goal of the game on a beautiful pass. That was big league. That yeah. pass. No, Pugliot. he's even Polia couldn't mess both, that up. Yeah, both his games have been really strong. Like, yeah. both of his games, um, 
since he's been back. I thought even against the Jets, he looked good. I thought Tyler Mott was the best player yeah, that against was, the Jets. Yeah, that was another. But, yeah, that was another guy I wanted to bring up because yeah. he got a promotion in this game to go up with Horvat on that second line. Uh, he's obviously been playing. I've I've enjoyed his play this entire season. To I be agree honest with you. I mean, I I way rather watch him than guys like Michael Chaput who is getting those minutes. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it's for just sure. Jason Magna. Like no, like just, there's some yeah. there is something with Mott, and yeah. you know he's been given a role now where they're trying to get a little bit of offensive production out of him yeah. because they're not getting it from some other guys who should who they should get it from in the top six. But you know, like he's an amazing bottom six player, and in the top six, he's he's been okay. You know. He's great on the wall. He's one of the few guys that, like, he wins board battles consistently. And I think that's a, a, a massive thing for this team. I think that's why he was so noticeable against the Jets. Mm-hmm. He, there was no quitting him. Mm-hmm. He went up against Bufflin, like, a few times, one-on-one, and he didn't look outmatched. And that's a hard guy to get the puck off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Furtanen's played really well, too. Like, he's yeah, everywhere. Yeah, he's been fantastic. He's everywhere. Yeah. Like, tonight was, like, I was like, wow, this guy is everywhere. Yeah, it's it's weird to me, right? Like, I don't know if like Green thinks this or not, but you gotta wonder like it's why is to unleash? It's wh- time to well, unleash. Why isn't he starting games yeah. in the top six yeah. if he's playing this well? Is it because Green doesn't think he can do it consistently throughout a game? But when he needs that energy, he knows he can go to Jake. Yeah. I don't I don't really understand what the thought process is there. But I think yeah, Jake's been fantastic. I think even though, like even when he's not like putting up points, which he hasn't until tonight. I think he had at least an assist tonight. Yeah, uh, he hasn't had any points in the three games prior to that. But I still notice him when he's out. There. Oh yeah, made, you know I think he's doing a lot of good things. And he's him. and he's mixing it up as well. I thought Roussel played well tonight. Also, he could have scored on that breakaway. Yeah, I mean that would have helped things a lot. If yeah, he for sure. There. And then. Another one when they got within a goal, he had a chance to tie the game on like a two-on-one, and he got stopped or missed the net or something. That would have tied the game. So I mean, he was every he was in a lot of places, but he just didn't. Finish. It just it, it just seems finish. like right now they're just on the bad side of some puck luck. Like I don't know, somebody's got to like sacrifice an animal or something. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, they had you a, know? they had a couple of posts. Ma- maybe if you see like a a cockroach in your bathroom, step on it or something in the name of the Canucks because. Like, I, I, f- I just don't – they've had so many chances to get back into games, even though, you know, the goaltending has been shaky and the defense has been suspect. Like, that Winnipeg game at the beginning after the first period, a lot of people thought it was over, and they were hanging in there for a little while until the final couple minutes of that game. You know a- what? That's again tonight. That's another positive. You yeah. Just, you, just, you just pointed out that a Canuck goalie didn't hand a goal over to the other team in this game. <laughs> right you had the backman goal and then yep. you had you know carbon copy yeah against winnipeg that i thought that game was over too i was like this game's over when it yeah. was two nothing, i was like this game's already over and yeah. it turned out to be really good like i'm midway through the second it just picked up and then the third it was also good like the canucks were battling and it's nice to see that it's nice to see them not completely give up and like i said man it's sure it's the it's the special teams penalty kill being and, positive and you know the the goaltending that's been hurting them yeah i mean they but st- they can turn it around they've had chances yeah i mean they've still i mean yeah it, that's great that they're still getting back into games one, and one stuff. thing it i re- it good for viewing one, yeah one thing i really want to touch on here though is the canucks have played the most road games in the nhl yeah you know that was their 15th game on the road this season that's tough that's a grinder of a schedule the other thing I want to point out is that this road trip is, I know it's early in the season, and I know it's only a three-game road trip, but it's against all opponents in their, their division. Yeah. They lost against Anaheim tonight. I think Anaheim moves ahead of them in the standings now. Mm-hmm. They need these next two. Like, they need them. That's going to be really one, hard in San Jose. Yeah. They could they could beat LA. Anybody could yeah. beat LA. One is against an opponent that yeah. they probably should take. Yeah. And then the the San Jose game, like something needs to happen where, like Ether could be back. Who knows? But they need both of these points already. Even though it's early in the season, like this is how you separate yourself in this in this division. And if they squander these next four points, they're in trouble. Yeah. Who's the best team in the Pacific Division? San Jose. I think Calgary's. We're jumping right up there, though. Calgary. Oh, Calgary again had a monster night tonight. Yeah, they beat. The Jets tonight. I 
They yeah. had five goals in the first period. Yeah. I like their team. I do uh, too. That pains me. Uh, the Ducks tonight. The Ducks are desperate tonight too. And we had, we had spoken earlier today and you'd asked me who I thought was going to win this game. Yeah. And I said the Ducks. And you were right and I was and, wrong. Well, the only reason I said it was because the Ducks were coming in on a three-game losing streak as well. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it's very difficult to win in this building for any team that goes in. Yeah. There. You know, it is. It just didn't seem like a slump-busting night. That's what I said. And I think Ryan Getzlaff was just like, I'm not going to let my team lose tonight. When you no. watched him there at the end, like some of those plays he was making in his own end. Yeah. No. I was like, how? Like this guy. Yeah. He anyway. played really well, but how good was Horvat matching up with him? And I also texted uh, another friend of ours saying, man, when the games get tight, Horvat gets better. And right. I was, I was loving his play there in the third period, 100%. Horvat was a stud tonight. Like, yeah. again, his point streak continues. Mm-hmm. Even more so, man. Like, it was a big goal. I mean, brought oh. him within one there. Um, but that, that's, um, but, and this is where Horvat, I know he doesn't have the C on him there, but those are C like performances, right? Because, mm-hmm. and you see it on the other side, Getzlaff, he's the captain of that team. He wasn't going to let his team lose to yeah. you know? And I think Horvat has that same kind of get up and go. Yeah, for sure. You can see that when the games are tight. Yeah. And I, so there's another positive, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, Jakob Silverberg. He's yeah. pretty good, eh? Your lover? He's pretty good, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. These couple of these guys on their team I've never heard of, like Muhur or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's a, he's a new guy. Yeah, and there's another. Who's the guy on the back end that scored? Kessler or something? I don't know. The Kessler. Oh, uh, Kiss Kisselar or whatever Kisselar. it was. Kisselar. Yeah, I was like, yeah. who is this guy? Yeah, some Finn. Yeah, I was like, who is this guy? Um. So what did the Canucks do to 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 to, to fix their goaltending problems? Is there anything? I think you call up Thatcher, man. Is that going to be the? I. Uh, well, that well, what's the? We're what, already at that. What's point. the point? Yeah. What's the point of keeping him down there? Yeah. Like if he if he strings any sort of semblance of a winning streak down in Utica and he looks like he's ready to to try and make a push, come up and make a push, you should give him every opportunity to. Colorado's beating LA 7-2 right now. Well, there you 7-2. go. 7-2. Oh. LA is bad. They might be the worst team in the NHL. Yeah. Oh. I don't think the Ducks are that good of a team. They showed up tonight, though. But I mean, they're missing some I think, very key. I players think the Canucks should have beat them. I feel like they're they're in the same boat as the Canucks and missing some very key players. And that's the only reason why I took the Ducks tonight because they were at home. That's it. That's really the only reason. Yeah, but I I also don't think Corey Perry is as much of a player as people still give him credit for. I don't think he's that big of an addition anymore to this lineup. They're slow. The only guys who can skate on this team are all their defensemen. Are well. Fowler for sure, but he's out for who knows how long. Yeah. And then I think like your Raquel and your Silverberg. Well, they're missing um what's his name too on the back end there, the defenseman. Lindholm. Yeah. Yeah, who's a fantastic player. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know. He's they're there at the end of uh the bo- the Pacific Division fighting, like the Canucks, right? Yeah. They're fighting. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting, like during the game. Uh, during the intermission, there was a, a conversation about only three teams coming out of the Pacific this year and both wild cards going to um, the Central. The Central. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like that's been the story the last like two, three years. Like that prediction has happened. And I feel like every year, somehow, it's just always split. You know? Um, Minnesota's hot right now. Minnesota is a great team. Yeah, they came from behind to beat uh, Ottawa. Um, I think Nashville is a great team. They're they're in there as well. Mm. You know, um, Winnipeg will obviously be in there. Yeah. And then um, just, I, I, I think the Avs are your other team. It's a lot of parity. Dallas, a lot. the Dallas Stars are the second team in that wild card spot over there. I don't think Dallas is the team to to dominate a Pacific Division team to get that second wild card spot. I think that spot is still up for grabs. Uh, obviously Travis Green has been listening to this podcast because he put Ben Hutton on the first unit power play. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn it, those between the stammers guys. <laughs> uh, 
I gotta adhere to what they say, finally. Well, it's paid dividends, right? Patterson, uh, he didn't score tonight, but uh, he had back-to-back power play goals in the yeah. last two games. As soon as Hutton moved there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Over Pouliot. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is right, like, Pouliot's game has crumbled as well since he's been moved off of that. You know, he's never never really all that good in his own end. Yeah. And now that he's not doing that, like, he just notices gaffes even more in his own end. I don't know, man. I don't know how he continues to stay in this lineup. I guess he finds ways to, like, score like he did tonight. But the thing is, you I know. still think he's better than Del Zotto. Right? Yeah. That's I, just how, that's, it's just this like... Is, this is why, to me, it was a fireable offense to come into this season with this same defensive core. This It comes back to that. But I also think that this defensive core wouldn't have been the same core if you Levy would have been able to make that jump over the summertime without the back surgery. And I think they're kind of banking on that. And I still think we'll see you Levy in this lineup. Is that good enough? I think that will make a difference. You know, that will give you the option to bump one of those guys out of there, whether that's but you know, Pouliot or Del or Delzato. Well, you know, there's going to be another injury though, and that's that was my biggest <laughs> thing because I I just know there's injuries to the back end. There always is. Well, there's always injuries to this team. Period. I mean, like, how how deflating is it that Besser's not even on this trip? He hasn't played since the win over the Colorado Avalanche. I know. That's like we need him so bad. We need Barchi. Like, we need this. And I say this every podcast. We need these guys so incredibly bad. Like, they matter. They're so important to this team. Edler is incredibly important to this team. But again, that also just pulls into it. It's it's thin. Yeah, it's thin. You're right. It's thin. I mean, lots of teams deal with injuries. Every team deals with injuries. Could you imagine if Hunton didn't make the jump he's made this season? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This like is, this it was kind of a roll of the dice too. That um, that uh, like that was a bit of a riverboat gamble by Benning, just being like, oh well, you know, either Pouliot or Hutton, or maybe both will make the step up. Thank like your lucky stars that Hutton is the player he is this season. Because man, has he made a difference back there? He uh, he's been the best defenseman. He blocked a shot tonight that looked like it hurt. Pretty I know. Bad. I, I, I was every worried. Time, every time that happens, you know, there's you don't know how bad it is. Adrenaline's going. We won't know until after the game. I, it pisses me off watching guys like him and Tanev lay out for him. You know, yeah. Tanev laid out for one two that went underneath him. And I was just like, oh, I'm glad that didn't hit him. Yeah. So anyway, this just and I. Maybe I'm beating the dead horse over and over again because I don't like to be proven wrong or whatever. But, no, obviously I want to be proven wrong here. But it's just not – it wasn't good enough to go into this season with this defensive core. It just wasn't. And we're seeing it now. And we had that discussion in the first podcast. What's more likely, this team wins 10 in a row or loses 10 in a row? Well, let's let's, – okay, let's ask ourselves this question. If you're you're sitting in the position – where Benning's sitting, he looks at this roster. He goes, okay, we're unsure about our offense. We're unsure about our defense. We're unsure about our goaltending. Let's just see what happens, and we might be able to pick Hughes, right? And then the Canucks get off to a pretty darn good start, and they show this potential with their penalty killing and with a lot of other things that, um, you know, they they are, are, are in every game. They don't show quit, and now the fan base, and now... You know, people are getting hyped up about it, being like, oh, they can do something. They can do something. People are crying for, like, a a trade for an NHL goaltender right now. Like, to me, that's crazy. Like, you can't... I'm kind of on that train. You can't <laughs> trade an asset for a goalie who's currently in the NHL. I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't think that can happen. I think you got to promote from within. And I think that guy is Demko. And see, I think we can see him there. See, this is where I kind of disagree with you. Because I think... Like, let's say they trade for an NHL, like, a guy guy that's, you know, a starting goaltender caliber guy. Yes, they have to give up something, but when you get a guy like that, he's going to cover up a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. He's going to make things, because when you're watching this team, they don't trust their goaltender. No, they don't at all. You know? And that changes the way they play. You're right about that, but I don't think that guy is out there on the block. Yeah. Maybe right that's that's the scary thing and if you go if yeah. you do a half measure 
you know, and if you go for your Grubauer or if you go to the Carolina Hurricanes and be like, oh, we'll take Mac, Lenny, Mrazic, or Darling off your hands, whichever one you want to give up, that's not going to make a difference. No. Right? It has to be like a guy who's struggling. It has to be like a guy who's like Kerry Price, who's struggling, you know, right now and has the pedigree. Corey Schneider. Or Corey Schneider. That's the name I put up, yeah. But. You're going to have to give up something. You're going to have to give up something yeah, but, big. But that's what I mean. Is it not worth it? Because you're seeing how these games are being lost. It's okay. It's a value. It's a valid question. I think for, it is a valid. It's question. a valid question for sure. But I don't think like, let's say you have to give up Chris Tanev for, for Corey Schneider. You're the guy who was just talking about how thin we are on defense. Know, you want to give up Chris Tanev? I know, but this also <laughs> taking the crazy pills right now, but this, but it also would make a guy like Pouliot better. Uh, you know, a guy like Michael Delzato better. Oh man, Why? I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if it. And I makes... know it sounds crazy, but it is crazy. But Carey Price is like their team's like a winning team right now because he is kicking ass. No, he's not. His backup is kicking ass. Price is having a rough go. Whatever the goaltending in Montreal, the goaltending in Montreal is good right now. It's it be- well, it's better than Vancouver, yeah, for sure. And, um, I mean, I'm not saying pick up Carey Price. That contract is ridiculous. No, that's not going to happen. It's, I'm not there's all sorts Carey of problems Price. there. I'm not talking about I, I know, but I, I brought it up, and I'm just I'm just reiterating that I'm not saying pick him up. Yeah. It's, uh, I just threw that name out there. I think your Schneider point is interesting. However. I think he's an interesting name. I do. However, it's like. What do you have to give up to get him? What, get it, what do you have I to give it. up to get him? And his pedigree lately, like, I know you kind of want to get him when his value's down because exactly. you don't have That's to exactly give up as much. But do you ever think Schneider will revert back to that goaltender he was, what, now, four seasons ago when he was top of the heap? Yeah, I think so. It's a big question. Yeah, maybe. He's right in the. He's right at that age when he when you know uh, when the goaltender hits its stride, hits its stride. Yeah. Right. Ah. Uh, I know, I know. Maybe that's a pipe dream, but I do think that having like a goaltender who's good would change the fortune. Of yeah, the team. trading it a would. D man like Tanev to get him though is just inviting inviting trouble. Well, maybe you have to give up Adam Gaudet. What do you think about his game? Like he's coming here, he hasn't been able to score a goal yet. He needs yet. a goal, man. He needs, he needs a goal man. in the worst way. He's squeezing the stick. He's squeezing. Not only is he squeezing the stick, but he's telegraphing when he's going to shoot, and I think that's the biggest problem. Like, a lot of these guys, too, when they come into the league, they just try and shoot right through these goaltenders, and they can't do it. He's getting so much velocity on his shot, but he's telegraphing it, and goaltenders are noticing. You know, he's double-clutching, he's doing all sorts of things where a goalie gets set for a shot right away, and then he rips it, and it's hard, but it's not tricky, you know? Take some of that zip off the fact that you're shooting and get the shot off quicker. He needs to shoot quicker. He doesn't need to shoot as hard as he's shooting. And, and I think pl- that'll go in for him. And he's a player that's used to scoring, used yeah. to getting points. So this is really like new territory. I like it. Well, he's in, and he's in a different role. Yeah. You know, with these other guys out, he's in a he's in a different role. He's in a limited checking role. Mm-hmm. But I think his play has been good physically. I think he's been he's been taking limited draws, which is fine. He's coming into the NHL and he's learning. Well, a player that he reminds me but, of, he played against tonight, Ryan yeah, Kessler. Kessler. When Kessler first came into the league, this yeah. is what he looked like, yeah. right? No, I, I agree with that. That's a very apt comparison. Um, it'll come for him. It will. You know, that first goal is going to be a huge monkey off his back. You're going to see a gigantic smile on that kid's face when he does it. Yeah. You know, um, I don't hate his game. I think his game has been solid. But, yeah, it would be nice to see him finally pop that one. Do you think this team has any any thoughts about bringing up Ole Ulevi, who's obviously been playing really well? He missed his game in Utica tonight because of like a minor injury. Was it a back injury? No, I don't think it was. I think it had something to do with his leg. Something in his leg was bugging him. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to see Ulevi before the end of the season. Uh, Canucks continuing this road trip. California road swing, which used to be death. Seriously. Like, yeah having to play these back-to-backs in California. But, I mean, they got the Sharks on Friday, and then they got the Kings immediately. They have to win at least one of those games. They have to. Yeah. They I think to. they got to win both. Yeah. In order in order to call this a remote success and 
to steal some of these other points away from division rivals. This is a big, big trip for them. Sharks are really starting to get her going too right now. I was watching I the other night, and I was watching Carlson on the power play. I was like, this, this is going to be dangerous. Man. going to be dangerous. How nice would it be to have a goaltender like Martin Jones? He's just like, he's just so sturdy. He's not flashy. Mm-hmm. No one ever talks about him. Yeah, but he's, he's sturdy. Yeah. He's just like, and like people aren't, scampering around him because they're scared that every shot off him is going to go in markstrom's rebound control again tonight man like this rebound control is killing me there's one time where he should have made an initial save in his pads and they, they got three shots off it because the first one didn't go in they just kept whacking the puck at him again and again and again he stopped them all but i'm just like man this <laughs> this isn't good enough he makes some incredible saves yeah. like i I saw a few people on Twitter were like, man, this guy looks like he's the greatest goalie in the world. And the next second he can't, he looks like the biggest sieve in the world. And it's like, he's inconsistent, which makes him a terrible goaltender in the NHL. And it's, and it's timely saves too, right? The Canucks tie the game up one, one. And within like two or three minutes, ducks go ahead two one immediately. Like Canucks can't get a lead in a goddamn game. They just can't. Yeah. The last lead they had was, in New York, where they scored the first goal, I guess. Yeah. The Rangers game. That's this too- is why this is why those games pissed me off so much. And you were kind of like, ah, whatever, right? It's all right. I remember you saying that <laughs> when Detroit, when they gave up, they gave up the game against Detroit, and then they gave up a game, the game against Buffalo. I was pissed about the Buffalo game, and then the New York game as well, when they didn't even fucking show up. And I was like, I don't think they didn't show up for that game. I I know I that game. I know what you're saying, and I understand that you hate that game. But that game was two teams that were plugging up the neutral zone for each other, and it almost felt like it was like a trap hockey game. Yeah. Nobody could get anything going through the neutral zone. It wasn't fun to watch. It was a boring ass game to watch. But I don't think the Canucks played as bad as you say they did in that game versus their opponent. It just wasn't a good game. I don't know. I just they didn't have anything in the offensive zone in that game. Nothing. Everything yeah. was in the neutral zone. Fair enough. Everything was in their own end. To yeah. me, that seems like a bad. Well, they couldn't break into the offensive zone and yeah. get anything going. Yeah, that to yeah. me that makes it a bad, bad uh, performance. Yeah. Well, that was kind of like the beginning of the Winnipeg game as well. Like they had no established zone time because they were getting dominated on the boards, and that's the thing that bugs me about Louie on that line with. Goldobin and Pedersen. I don't think Goldobin is like I think Goldobin's been playing very well, and I agree with you. I but, just love the but way, but he's a problem on the boards, and Louie on the boards is even worse. I love the way you say Louie, like he's like your little brother. He's like Louie on the boards. Well, win brother. a board battle. <laughs> you know, stop making me yell at my TV. Stop making me wake up the people, you know, that live beside me in my condo. It just drives me crazy, man. It drives me crazy. Oh. Like, Kirby's that guy in the uh, that has to go out into the woods and scream, Louie, so no one can hear it. You know? Yeah, right? pretty much. I don't know, man. I like. I get you want to get him scoring, and but it's it's just not even remotely good enough. No, we know that. Yeah. Uh, did you know? I just I just heard those guys say it was officially the quarter mark of the NHL. I was like. I thought we were past that already. I think for a lot of teams, they're kind of at that mark now too. Okay, because we you were know. giving our quarter because the, offic- the, the official. Well, yeah, the Canucks are ahead a couple games, and I think they're going by league, like quarter of all games played throughout the league. Okay, right. So I mean, yeah, about a give or take a week, right? I guess uh, Brock Besser has been skating. I think he did skate. Yeah, he skate skated by himself. Yeah, that's that's pretty huge, right? <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. The kid needs to play. Yeah. Uh, the Canucks have some winnable games here coming up. Like they got the Kings twice in a row. Yeah. It is tough. home at home. I mean, it is tough to beat any team back to back in yeah. this league. It is. But if they could take both, though, that'd be great. They got Vegas, which is not at home. Vegas is not really that great this year. Yeah. You know they're struggling. Uh, the Sharks game is obviously going to be very tough. And uh, is that next? Oh, it's next Thursday. Okay, yeah. That'll be good. We'll have our podcast right between the Kings game and the, and the Vegas Golden Knights game. Maybe maybe we'll be in a bit better mood. 
Maybe. You won't be wearing your post-game all-black funeral attire like you're wearing tonight? My pants are blue, but yeah, they look quite dark. And You look like night. you're going to go rob somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the Asian guy. Robin. A uh, couple of things that happened in the NHL this week I want to get your thoughts on. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers fired head coach Todd McClellan. Yep. Uh, he, of course, had been with the team for, I guess, five years. Five years. Jeez Louise. Yes. It wow. didn't seem that long, it did it? It did not seem that long at all. He'd been there since 2013 season. The highlight of his uh, Oilers run was that win over San Jose and making it to the second round. So they really, they only won one playoff game while he was here. Uh, what do you think? Is that desperation? Is that a good move? Was it just that? one series? I think it was just one I thought one they series. made it to the final no, it wouldn't have been the final because it was the Ducks, right? Yeah, it was the Ducks. And the Ducks bounced. The Ducks, yeah. the Ducks lost to the Blackhawks, I think, yeah. in the Western Conference. No, you're final. right. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that was his best run. It's, I mean, not good enough when you got a player like Connor McDavid on your team and you have another guy like Leon Dreisettle, and those guys clearly need to play together if the Oilers are to have any chance and making the playoffs. They have year. been playing together over the last few games, but yeah. it hasn't it hasn't resulted in any wins. Over the over yeah. the last few games they yeah. have. Yeah. They have put them together now, but before that they haven't. I think the the Hitchcock move is a stopgap move and I don't think that's a problem for them. I don't mind the hire. Yeah, if you missed it, Ken Hitchcock, legendary Ken Hitchcock who rose out of the ashes just like Sam Gagne this week. <laughs> has have come back to the NHL. I don't know. I just don't see like the NHL is changed, oh. <laughs> and I don't think Ken Hitchcock is the guy to bring you into the future. In, in case you're wondering why Art Paul's there, and I was laughing, I was giving Art the gears uh, earlier this week for saying that all the sports have changed. I think that's a very uh, kind of cliche thing that I hear a lot on. Uh, yeah, you hear a lot from me. On well, not just from you, but I mean like. In, in NFL in the morning, you know, the NFL has changed. And it just seems like every year these guys trudge out this thing where they're, you know, guys are hitting more home runs. The MLB has changed. This year they're scoring more goals than the NHL. The NHL has changed. I I don't know. I, I found it you're funny. Trying to, you're trying I, ripped, to... I ripped you for it. I'm not. I'm, but it's I'm, true. That's what happens. Yeah, well, I'm not going to. Times change. <laughs> I'm not going to continue it too much, but it was pretty funny. I You made me laugh even when you just said well, it. Well. Ken Hitchcock comes to an NHL where you know you analytics and all that sort of stuff. I don't know if yeah, but he wasn't. That sort of he, it's not like he was gone for that long. He was coaching the Blues two seasons ago. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then Mike Yo like stepped into. Uh, I guess he did. That's right. right? And then yeah. Yo just got shit canned too. That's true. Out of the yeah, Yo did. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, I mean, Willie Desjardins can come back and be a coach in this league. Why not Ken Hitchcock, right? <laughs> well, Hitchy's like, I, I don't mind the move for the Oilers coaching personnel-wise. And as much as people say it's Shirelli's fault, and yes, it is Shirelli's fault. It You're right, everybody. It's Shirelli's fault. It's Shirelli's fault. But McClellan wasn't doing him any favors. I, I mean, like, I've been on record saying I don't. I think McClellan is a great coach. I, I thought McClellan should have been winning cups in San Jose when he was there. Yeah. And he didn't. And that team was stacked. Well, they made it to the finals the year after he left. That team was stacked to the tits. Yeah. Yeah. And DeBoer is a good coach for bringing them there, right? But, like, the thing is, is, is uh, like, that team was awesome. He inherited that team from, uh, what's his name, Wilson there. Mm-hmm. Ron Wilson. Ron Wilson. And, uh, like, they added pieces to make that team even better, and they still couldn't get over the hump. Let's talk about uh, Peter Shirelli for a second here. Kit. He this guy has the distinction of trading two both Taylor Hall and Tyler Sagan. I know, man. Like, congratulations. This, guy, this Peter, guy's a train Peter wreck. <laughs> this guy's a train wreck. Like trading trading a guy like Hall away, who by the way scored tonight, uh for a guy like Larson. Yeah. For just a middling D-man. Mm-hmm. That's just not good enough. Especially when you look at a guy like David Poyle for uh, Nashville, who makes a trade, uh, Seth Jones, you know, for Ryan Johansson. That's a good trade. Yeah. That benefits both teams, Mm -hmm. you know. Taylor Hall, who is a better player than Ryan Johansson for a player 
far worse on defense than Seth Jones. Now, people are saying that they had to do this because of cap space. Like, this was a cap space move. Bullshit. I mean, right now they're talking about, like, there's no wingers to play on the Oilers. Well, you traded away a winger. Yeah. You know, and... Another, like that that the, move was a train wreck. The Everly move. The move was a train wreck. The Everly move too for Ryan Strom. And yeah. now Strom is gone and you got Spooner in there. You essentially traded Yeah. Who actually I, I like Spooner better as a player than Strom, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Shirelli's been brutal. And I understand why Edmonton uh fans are pissed off. And he traded away a draft pick that turned into Matthew Ma- Barzell. Matt Barzell. For, yeah. for Griffin Reinhardt, who yeah, for uh, D-Man. Uh, That's where is he? Yeah, I don't know. Right? Is he in the league? No, no, he's not. Yeah. So every move he's done, he signed Milan Lucic to a pretty big deal. And Sekera. Forty-two, forty. Sekera, he's been hurt. Over yeah. The last well, he's while. he's overpaid right? too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's overpaid and he's hurt. Yeah. Okay, uh, I posed this question to someone who didn't really have a horse in the train. I asked, whose future would you ha- rather horse have right now? Horse in the race? Horse in the race, sorry. <laughs> horse in the train. <laughs> That's good, though. Yeah. Uh, there could be horses in the train. Uh, whose future would you rather have? The Edmonton Oilers' future or the Vancouver Canucks' future right now? Go. Well, I definitely have a horse in that race. I know you do. That's yeah. why I, I I posed it to someone else. Oh, I, I think the Canucks' and future. I answer, so I'm, I'm asking you. I think the Canucks' future. Don't you think that's like a blasphemous thing to say? No. Like a year ago or two years ago, that would have been a blasphemous Man, thing to say. Man, the light, we can see the light at the end of this tunnel. The light is close. Yeah. There's a lot of people who didn't think Petey was going to be as good as he, he is. I was pretty high on Petey coming in, you know, into this season. And I even felt at the beginning of the season that there's light at the end of this tunnel. And you can see it, you know? Just even from a centerman perspective, like moving forward, Horvat, Petey, Gaudet. And whoever else you keep, whether that's Beagle or Sutter, like that is nice. That's your spine up front down the middle. And then you have Quinn Hughes and Levy coming in. The resurgence of a guy like Ben Hutton is very nice. There's a lot of nice things to be happy about here. And you know what? I'm one of those guys who I probably would re-sign Alex Edler. I would. Yeah. I wonder what that, how much that money is going to be, how much that's going to cost. Same? Same deal? Would you, tra- would you sign him to the same money? That's probably what he's going to want. He's yeah, probably going to want the same I, money. I mean, I'd probably sign him to the same money, but not the same term. Yeah. And I think that's fair. Yeah. I think you can give that to Alex. Yeah. It's the injuries that, that worry me the most with him, just with his age now. But when he's in there, he's a horse. But I think if you like asked an Oilers fan, they'd be like, are you nuts? We got Connor McDavid. We got Leon Dreisaitl. How can you take any future over that? They don't I, have I anything think, else, though. I, think, I know. I, I, and, and I happen to agree with you. Look what I'm happened just, in I'm the preseason. Playing. Everybody was giving each other hand jobs over Ty Ratty. Where is he now? I knew that was a flash in the fans. Right? I just, I, I just think that uh, I, I posed that question to someone who's not a Canucks fan and someone who's not an Oilers fan. And what did they say? to find in our building. Yeah, yeah. And what did they say? They said, uh, said it was close, but they took, they took the Oilers just because it Connor McDavid. Connor they McDavid. That. And that's yeah. that's fair. I, yeah. I don't think it's a complete yeah. blowout one way or the other. I asked at a, all. I asked another Canuck fan and he was like, Well, I mean, any future with Connor McDavid is probably pretty bright. And you just need, you know, one player or two players around him and you're probably gonna be a pretty good team. So but that's I, that's why that person said, you know, he's closely edged up by the I, Oilers. I I say the Canucks. I, I agree. And I, a big reason why I say the Canucks is because of what's coming on the back end and the potential in net. Mm-hmm. And I'm very you excited can't, about You Quinn can't Hughes. say that about yeah. um, the Oilers right now, even with McDavid. Cam Talbot, who had a really good first year yep. in, uh, in uh, Edmonton, but hasn't really, like, I don't know if he's been overworked or what's the problem here, but he hasn't been good. He wasn't good last year, and he's not really that good this year. Well, he melt. He had a huge meltdown on Saturday, Yeah. right, against the Flames, which that game was unreal, by the way. I think that's the team. You, that's the future. That might be the team you want the most out of the three teams we're talking about. Well, I think Calgary's that team right now, yeah. Yeah. but I think the Canucks have the potential to be even better than that yeah, team. Yeah, might be true, but yeah. guys like Monaghan and 
Goudreau and like Kachuk, like that's those guys have already arrived and they're ready to go. Man, you know, the Kachuks are like they're probably pretty easy for a lot of people to hate, but they're yeah. both gamers. Yeah, fuck those. They're both absolute. Matthew and Brady are both. I hated their old man. Big time gamers. Their old man's just a beauty now, eh? Just sitting there in the he's all chunked out, bald, hanging out, watching his. His uh, boys play. He's always got the biggest smile on his face. And it's that like shit-eating kachuk grin. And both Brady and Matthew have it. There's something very American about those, about that family. Yeah, you know? they, it, it, you're right. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, speaking of friggin' beauties, Timu Solani was honored at the game, in the Canucks game tonight. It was nice to see him. Yeah. He still looks like he's in game shape. Oh, yeah. He looks... He looks Fit top, ready to go. Right? Give him a helmet, give him a stick. He's ready to play. Oh, throw on the Jofa. I don't think they're making it anymore. But uh, yeah, if if he could uh, throw on that Jofa and get out there, the Ducks could probably use him. It was hilarious. I was seeing tweets out there how he was like partying with the fans like all game. Like he was in the upper deck, like going around with yeah. jersey, just giving everybody high fives and stuff. He's a he's like an icon in Finland, eh? He's like the national treasure of Finland. There's there's nobody bigger in hockey, and there's maybe. Like, no bigger athlete ever in, in Finland than really? Timu Solani. Yeah. Even Saku Koivu? He's, he's a big deal. Hmm. And he's not as big as Timu. Timu's yeah. the business, right? Yeah. Yeah. I And, I mean, being half Finn, like, I that guy has a special place in my heart yeah, as he, well. Anyways, it was just good to see him again. Yeah. You know? he's, a, he's awesome. And, I mean, he'd been part of this league for so long, so it was nice to see them... Uh, honor him and he had the puck what was why were they honoring like what was that again? 20 25th season for the ducks oh, right was so the they're season? yeah so they hearken back to the name when it went from the anaheim mighty ducks to the mighty ducks right and back when they won the cup in 07 yeah and then they showed a picture of Timo to drop the puck but they're doing like they 20 doing for every game they're doing 25 no i don't think every game but they're doing 25 year anniversary celebrations throughout the year and don't get me wrong i love like i just like i just told yeah. you i love seeing Timo Solani, but i was just like what are they doing right now yeah well i mean that's crazy man hockey and, and then they announced tonight during the broadcast that the ducks are going to be there for at least 25 more years yeah that's wayne gretzky you can thank him for that it's pretty impressive yeah and a couple of Disney movies. And a couple of Disney movies. <laughs> I love that jersey it came out to. I know yeah. it's cheesy and Disney, but Wild Wing, that there. mascot? Yeah. Pretty gritty, that was probably my favorite mascot. You movie. know there was a cartoon? Oh yeah. And there was like a duck it was like a superhero duck and yeah. he had like a gold mask on. I remember that. I remember liking that. They're now like, I'm like, like, what? What? What is that? Cartoon Mighty Duck show. Yeah, yeah getting Mighty kids Ducks. into hockey. Yeah. Were you old enough to remember <laughs> the show Pro Stars? Did you ever watch no, that show? No. No. Okay. So there was a show, and it was a serial too. It was called Pro Stars, and it was Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson, and Michael Jordan, like and they'd like fight crimes like janet gretzky was like their headquarters like special ops person that like was the computer nerd and then she'd send the pro stars on like crime fighting missions and it was bo jackson michael jordan wayne gretzky (laughs) i would like i remember watching it and it had like such a sweet intro to the show i wish i could pull it up and play it for you maybe we'll see if we can find that in post and, and throw it in here Disney had a run with all these ducks characters too. Like, oh yeah, like you had Darkwing Duck. You yeah. had, uh, you had those, you know, the Mighty Ducks, of course. And then this, I don't know if you remember Ducktales, Ducktales, and you had this show I was telling you about though. Like they flew around in this, like they flew around in this uh, jet that like looked like a duck. Yeah, and it like was that face. Yeah. And like they'd play hockey when they when yeah. they weren't out fighting. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I remember liking it too. Now yeah. I look back and like that just seems so ridiculous now. I got to go back and find what that was. Yeah. Well, we'll both find our old school Saturday morning uh Disney shows or cartoons. That's or exactly what it was. It was a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Um now I wanted to bring something to this. Nice. Great time. Go for it. Pardon? And and I wanted you. We saw Ryan Kessler tonight, right? 
and you know how I feel about him. I, I'm not an apologist by any means, but I've always liked his game. And I think that Vancouver is your lover. I know. No, I don't think they give him enough love. Like everybody hates him now. And he, the way he left Vancouver was horrible. But I think the way a lot of players that we love again have the way they have left Vancouver has been horrible too. Like the way Burray left wasn't exactly the best way either. And I think time heals all wounds. But um, for like probably three or four seasons, he was one of our most exciting players to watch, you know? Um, but anyways, this is where I'm going with this. You're all Canuck team. Who would you have mm. on your all Canuck team? You're so asking me if Ryan four, Kessler four makes... centermen, four yeah. centermen. Yeah, you know, um, wow, eight wingers. Take me some time to figure this one out. Three uh, D pairings, and then starting goalie, backup goalie. Yeah, well, obviously in net, pretty easy. Luongo McLean. Who's the starter? I would say probably Luongo. And and like we can keep in mind yeah. just just for the listeners out here, this is every player in their prime yeah. at their best, even during their era, right? We can't forget about Mike Fountain. <laughs> he was one of the best backup goaltenders this team's ever had. No, just kidding. Uh, Bob Essensa, uh, by the way, backup Bob was the best goal. <laughs> the best, backup. He's ever the best had. backup we've sure. ever had. Yeah. Beauty, yeah. absolute stud. Yeah. Uh, K Whitmore, honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, this is going to take me a while. I don't think I can just do that. Do you, I just, I don't well, think why I don't you get a pen out? I don't, I don't feel like I could just do this out of the... And and just... and just I, I don't have mine on... Uh, well, then you go first. I don't have mine on me here yet either, but yeah. I kind of wanted to hash it out with you. All right. Because I, I was thinking about all the centermen that we've gone through. This seems this like is, it could be... This could be a, a topic in itself. This is where the a Kessler thing... This is where the Kessler thing started for me. Because I was asking myself, is Kessler on this team? And I don't think he is. Is, I mean, he's not going to take Trevor Linden's spot. No. Right? Uh, is he going to take... Uh, Henri- he's not taking Henrik Sedin's spot. No, he's not. He's... Uh, has Pedersen already worked <laughs> right? <his> that's, <laughs> a, that's the question. Like, has Pedersen, Pedersen worked his Horvat are both like... They kind of feel like they're almost on this team already. Yeah. I think Horvat's going to have... A very lengthy career on this team. I think that's very clear. I mean, if we're talking right now, though, you would put Kessler over Horvat, right? Just because we've seen it. The Nashville series alone probably gives him a real good shot at this. I team. think Horvat's got a higher ceiling than Kessler, man. Yeah, and he might. And and that's why that's why I put Horvat on this team over. But him. we're not we're not we're not talking about that. We're talking about what they've done. Well, what are you? You're hijacking. What, this is what I'm talking about. This is about you or we're talking about. What are we gonna do? Now you're potential? now you're cutting me off. Well, now you're cutting me off the rules. Who would you rather well, have? Well, if we're going on, on potential, if we're going on potential, friggin' Quinn Hughes is on this list. Then, <laughs> well, hold on. He's he got to. He's, okay, he's got to play. He's got to have already been playing in a Canucks uni. Okay. And I think down the middle is the hardest thing to do. I don't like your rules. Right. Uh. Yeah. This is tough. Um. So Henrik Sedin obviously is the yeah. number one, right? And then you got. Trevor Linden. Yeah. Uh, really? Is Horvat the fourth line center? I think you got it. Well, I think you put Pedersen third. No, Pedersen yeah. second line. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You put Henrik first, Pedersen second, then uh, Trevor third and Horvat fourth, or vice versa. Cliff Ronning doesn't get any doesn't get any play on this team, hey? I don't think he does yeah. at this point. Yeah, he's he's just off it. Mark Messier doesn't get on the no, list. F no, <laughs> but the, the 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 reason why this stood out to me today was Igor be- Larionov was because of list. Kessler. It was because of Kessler. This is why yeah. I asked myself yeah. this question. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, down the center, that's that's definitely what I think. Maybe we should come back to this in another podcast. I, this is what I mean. I feel like we Kay. could spend the entire podcast talking. All right. About well, this. in in our next yeah. podcast, let's come back to this. Yeah. And we'll both have our teams set out, and we'll read them off to each other, and we'll have a little bit of a Caleb, debate about it. Caleb already has his. I'm. I got mine. Like I would say, eighty five. I I don't down. have my team fully hashed out yet, but I, the Kessler thing made me think about this today. This is a good tease, Caleb. Yeah, Barry is yeah. what we call this. Okay. Yeah, 
in the next well maybe not the next episode but in a future episode yeah. of between the stammers we'll have our all-time canucks be cool if we got some submissions other people's all yeah that'd canucks be super well, cool yeah right? if you want to give us your uh canuck all team and you can include players that are currently playing as well guys we'll who've never who, been on no the team. <laughs> we'll say do not include players who have never played in the uni yet but yeah even guys who are playing now go ahead send us your submissions at uh between the stammers at gmail.com caleb where can we find you you can find me at curbman 23 on twitter you can find me at art aronson on twitter also on instagram and Facebook, same thing. You can also find him probably robbing a convenience store tonight in his all black clothes that he's wearing. You can find Caleb Kirby out in the woods shouting Louis' name. <laughs> uh, we need to get some outro music. I was thinking Hans Zimmer, the really hot cellist from Hans Zimmer. To the hot cellist from, from Hans yeah. Zimmer's orchestra? That's yeah. not bad. Guys, if you haven't seen it, it's a spectacle. I was checking it out today while I was kind of working yeah he was getting all horny underneath his desk and in the news pit it was a little it was a little off-putting to be honest hey, there it popped up on my youtube and I, seriously i just i, was, I, I just said your name and you it. turned and looked at me you had drool coming out of your mouth it was just it was a mess you find a way to sneak up on me okay that's what that was <laughs> the hot cellist from the hot the hans zimmer orchestra check it out that's that's what we're signing off with yeah i think hopefully we can uh we can uh, get her to play us out Okay. Yeah. That's not I, bad. I mean, maybe not on this podcast, but on some podcasts we can. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else you want to add, Kerb? No. No, I think we're good. I, I mean, we've, we've talked about the Canucks' problems ad nauseum, and hopefully they can rectify it so we have something else to talk about. Yeah. Enjoy the, the weekend's games because there's back-to-back Friday, Saturday. That's pretty fun. I yeah, like that'll that. be good. It'll like be that. good watching. Yeah, I like that. All right. Thanks for tuning in.